0: Okie dokie, welcome to this week's call, the time to come alive session. As you all know, I like to start off our sessions with some mindfulness exercise to get us grounded and focused. And if you're in a place where you can join me, that might mean for some of you, aside anything that you might be multitasking on, or if you are in a public place, this is the time for you to just. Yes, you can look at the screen or whatever, but um, I like for you to, if, you, if it's comfortable, to close your eyes, or if not, just soften your gaze wherever you are. And a deep breath. A Couple more deep breaths. Okay. I want you to think about you know, with your eyes open, if you're, if you're not in a safe place, please do not close your eyes. But if you're able to, close your eyes or soften your gaze, as I mentioned. And I want you to, men-
1: I want you to think about the people that you surround yourself with. Whether that be your family, you have colleagues or coworkers, you may have friends,
0: acquaintances.
1: Just think of your circle some inner, maybe some outer
0: circle people, but
1: think of that group. Let's Take another deep breath.
0: And as you think of that group, I want you to see them in your mind's eye. See specifically those that
1: you rely on for support. The people
0: that you look to for encouragement
1: the people that you
0: look to for advice or to help in any way.
1: You might have one, you may have many. But just hold those individuals in your, in your mind's eye and silently
0: say thank you to them. Thank you for whatever they provide for you. So thank you for listening to me. You know, wow! Well, thank you for
1: helping. Thank you for being with me, joining me. All right. Any of those things that you want to thank them for, do. Send them a vote of thanks. Take a deep breath. Now I want you to
0: think about the people in your life. Look around. In the areas of life where you need support, perhaps
1: you're not receiving it yet. And where you need support,
0: be specific. Think in your mind's eye again. Where is that area of life where you could use a helping hand? where You could, live, you could use some generous listening, a compassionate ear, or maybe
1: a pair of hands.
0: And as you think about those areas in your life where you could use someone, I want you to think about how you might need to open up either by sharing with someone this need, making a request, or perhaps maybe there is someone that's been wanting to support or offer some help and you've been resistant. Just look and see where you might be able to release the resistance. Or you might want to offer the opportunity for someone to come in and support you.
1: Think about what that
0: would bring to your life if you were to open up and invite someone or allow someone to support you in that area and the impact it would have on you and on them.
1: Take another deep breath. And finally, in our centering exercise here, I want you to think about who might need you. Look again in your life, whether that's
0: in your professional life, in your community life, in your family life, any area, and think about those people who need you, They need your talent,
1: they need your skill, they need your positivity, they need your your challenge. might those people be? How can you offer yourself and your support and your listening ear or your pair of hands to help them? How may you offer that to them? We see plenty of opportunities to bring people into our life and also to offer ourselves and jump into other people's lives. We take a couple last deep cleansing breaths. All right,
0: that was just a little kickoff, warm up, however you want to call it, to, to our subject for today. For those of you who don't know me, my name is Valerie Hope, and I am an executive coach and a professional speaker, and I gather us together to every week to share with you some thoughts about areas that you've expressed, or clients have expressed an interest in exploring and expanding in their lives. And sometimes it's something I've read that I think might be relevant, current, that I like to bring up. We always like to start with that type of grounding exercise. It gives us an opportunity to look inward and see where we might connect with the subject. So I want you to keep all those people that you brought into your mind present throughout the rest of this conversation, and I'll share a few of those thoughts with you, and then afterwards, I'm going to open up the lines so that you can share your own particular brand, things that may have come up for you while we were having that grounding exercise, that mindful exercise, so make a mental note, or if you have pen and paper next to you, write down some of those names that came up, or write down some of those opportunities to invite people in, or to get involved in other people's lives. We'll, we'll come back to some of that. I, this year, you know, there is this thing that on New Year's, all sorts of really creative little memes and apps and things come up. And I happened to get one that was this little video that had all these different words that would spin around and you were supposed to take a screenshot and whatever word was frozen on your screen when you took the screenshot was your word for the year. And my word for the year happened to be partnership which I thought was beautiful, because that's really something that over the last couple of years specifically, I've been really focusing on being a good partner, being a better partner, expanding my life, bringing different partners, and exploring what that could look like. And the reason why I was so excited about it is because that's not always been the case in my life. I'll, I'll go as far back as when I was a child, like probably a toddler or or younger than a toddler. My mom always tells me this story. I I can't remember how old I was, but probably just old enough to start walking or to walk. And she said that I cried and cried. I was in my crib. I was wanting for somebody to bring my bottle because I was hungry or thirsty or whatever. And when I didn't get a response, I climbed out of my crib, went to the fridge, got my own bottle, and then climbed back into the crib and had my bottle, got my drink. (laughs) And... And so she jokes about that and basically says that this is when we knew that you were gonna be a very independent and assertive young lady. And she was right. (laughs) This is exactly who I've been for majority of my life, really focused on, you know, if you want something done, you just gotta do it yourself. It's probably been my motto (laughs) throughout my lifetime. And the challenge with that is that you can, you know, in my case, I could only go so far if that was my motto, if you want something done, you got to do it yourself, is limiting at best. I, I'm fortunate to have had a lot of opportunities and the ability to call on that particular strength when it comes, you know, when, when I need it. And I've also overused it. And as a result, limited my success, limited my, my reach, limited my influence, limited the opportunities for other people to contribute to me or to, to, to expand whatever projects I was working on. I really thought that would be a great topic for us to focus on today. There there was an article on the Harvard Business Review years and years ago, but it's really stuck with me. And in the article, they talked about building your personal board of directors. And and for those of you who are involved in organizations where there's a board in place, generally the board is made up, it's comprised of all these different people with different skill sets, different community, influencers, There's different, they have different contacts, connections, et cetera, and we typically attract people into your board based on the need for the organization. But in this particular article, they focus that on you and your personal life and thinking about who might you need to include, who might you need to invite, so that you have access to that, those new connections, to new information, to skill sets and talents, the talents like we talked about last week. And how can you bring that into your life? So that, that article has really made an impact on me because as I was thinking about all the people that I interact with, and that personal board of directors being such an influential, there's such influential forces in my life. Now they don't all know each other. They don't need to. You don't need to bring your board together for regular meetings, but at least think about who in your life do you know can contribute to you, support you, Who might you find that could partner with you in accomplishing your goals? And in addition to that uh, Harvard Business Review article, I also have spent some time studying Alison Armstrong's work, and she's a phenomenal writer as well as a speaker, and her specialty is on building better partnerships between men and women. She has some fantastic work. Most of her work focuses on the dynamic between men and women. But I found some things that she wrote recently that I think could also apply to just overall building this this really powerful and influential personal board of directors. She describes in an article I read recently four different styles or four different models of relationships. One model of relationship she calls the legacy model. And as I was looking through these models, I thought of maybe there's a quote or a motto of some sort that could... That, you know, define this particular model. So the legacy model, I found a quote that says, you know, there's someone sitting in the shade today because someone planted a tree a long time ago. Warren Buffett said this. So the legacy model that Allison describes is a model, model where people are drawn together to build something else that could be you're brought together to either, if you're in a romantic relationship, perhaps you're brought together because you need to raise the children, and your focus and emphasis is really on the lives of the children, or you might be drawn together with someone that's a partner for you, that you can build a school, or a hospital, or there's perhaps some organization that you're both committed to. It reminds me, I went to see that movie, the Ruth Bader Ginsburg movie recently, On the Basis of Sex, and she was obviously committed, and she, her her husband as well as her daughter were committed to building a legacy for women in this country to have certain rights that had not been questioned for, for decades. And that's really what the legacy model is. So think about who in your life, in your circle, might you share a vision with? And those are the people you wanna bring in you know, to your personal board of directors. It allows you to expand that vision because you're both moving in the same direction. Again, this could not necessarily have to be a romantic couple, a partnership. It can also be a work relationship. It might be your neighborhood. You you wanna contribute to the legacy of your neighborhood so you partner with people with a similar vision. That's the legacy model. The second model that Allison talks about is the support model. For the support model, I couldn't find a great quote. But what I found was a motto that says, you know, you win, I win, we win. That's really the, the, I would say the motto of the support model. And that particular motto is because those individuals come together to support one another in their specific or individual goals and objectives. That's the the way it's set up. So when you think about the support model, think of someone saying, for, for example, Uh, Well, I'll give you a personal example. I worked for for Hyatt for many years, Hyatt Corporation, and in our learning team, you know, there were people that came and went throughout the the seven years I was on that particular team, but our boss at the time, Tim, really brought together people who he knew were going to be able to contribute to each other. We each had our own, we had similar roles or the same role, really, but we all worked in different parts of the country and, and the continent, really. And what we would do is when we came together, was find ways that we could share and maximize our resources, give each other, hey, this worked in my region, why don't you try it in yours? And our job was really to maximize the group so that we could share these resources. And the support model works that way. So you think about the people in your life who are there because they can help you, hey, here's this information, or here, let me make this introduction to you. Your goal becomes their goal and vice versa. You're there to help them meet yours. Um, you're you're there to help them meet their goals as well. That's really this, the support model. And the next model, the third model is called the companionship model. And the companionship model, the quote that I thought really exemplified that one is, all you need is someone to join you in your weirdness. (laughs) There's a group called the laws of modern man that I would attribute that quote to. The people that join you on your weirdness, think of these people as, you know, the ones that you like to just hang out with, that you want to laugh with, the one that you can spend time sharing your ideas, and you know that not everybody can hang with you in the same way. So these are the people that you bring into your life because you know they get you, and you can spend time, and it's easy. You know, I think about my best friend. She and I have known each other for, oh boy, 26, 26, 26 seven years now. And, and whenever we're together, we can just be together and make each other laugh. We can do goofy things. She doesn't know. You know she's, a, she's been a, a, a mother and a wife, and that's been her main focus throughout her life and her community. And I've been a career woman for the majority of my life. And so we don't necessarily really together to, to expand each other or to support our goals, although we do, but really the companionship is what fuels that relationship. So we need people like that on our board of, our personal board of directors. We need to bring people in with whom you can just be. Be weird, you can be fun, you can be serious. Those people, important. And the very last model, out of these four, there's, there's, the last model is called the karma model. Karma, like karma, 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 chameleon. Well, not that, but the karma that... It's about growth, and, and the quote that I think really exemplifies that one is, growth is never by mere chance, it is the result of forces working together. That quote is by James Cash Penny, which I recently discovered is J.C. Penny. <laughs> J. C. Wow. So that, uh, that particular model is really designed for maximal growth, right? So those two forces coming together is really like, you know, stone, sharpened stone, that's, that's the premise is that we got to have people in our board that don't always agree with us. They may not see things eye to eye, but they enhance us because they ask us to question certain things. They ask us to look different, at different perspectives. So we want people like that on our board, too. We want to relate our, continue to come together with people that have us stretch ourselves. I remember I had a band director when I was in high school. Mr. Bolish, and, and to this day, I, I thank him so much because he was one of the first, really the only teacher that I can remember that really nudged me to take on more leadership opportunities. That he, he invited me to step into different roles, roles that I wasn't interested in at the time, nor, nor was I really driven to. I didn't have that kind of ambition, but he helped me to, A, use my strength. He challenged me to show up in ways that I didn't think I was you know, when I was what, 15, 16 years old. And I I really thank him for that. So we need people in our lives that offer that opportunity to us to look at ourselves differently. Now, here's the thing. They might challenge us, but they should really do it out of a sense of love and respect, not because they want to be the naysayers of our lives, not because they want to tear us down necessarily, but because they, they know and see the potential that you don't necessarily see. Those are the four models that I feel really help. Build a board, a personal board of directors that can enhance your life, enhance the projects that you have. you got that legacy group in there and the legacy people that are sharing your vision. You have those that are there for support, that are there to take on your goals, and you're there to help them meet their goals. You have the companionship that helps you feel good and have people that you know to relate to you, they get you. And then the karma model, which is the opportunity for you to grow and expand yourself. I want you to take a look at those names that you you thought of in the beginning of our conversation. Those that you look to for support, those that you would like to invite or allow to support you, and then those for whom you can be a support and see where do they fit these models? Where might they come together to really support that particular area of your life or that particular part of your group? And I have some homework for you. So before we have, you know, we open up, I open up the line so we can chat and you can ask your questions. Here's your homework assignment. All right. And I'll, I'll write these and send them to you. If you like to so send me an email and I'll send you the homework. If you, if you don't, if you're not in a place where you can write these down for yourself, I'd be happy to. Send me an email at Valerie at And I'll send this to you. Here's three things that you can do for your homework assignment to apply what we've been talking about so far. One is that mindfulness exercise that we did in the beginning. Really take a look at, okay, where in my life do I see people who support me that I can thank, right? So send a note, make a phone call, and really show your appreciation for those people. One thing to send them the vibe of appreciation, and another one to actually have you say it to them in person. So really reach out to them and thank them. Think about those individuals who you'd like to bring into your life or allow into your life or invite to participate in your life. And also reach out to them. Extend an invitation. Find a way that they can get involved. Give them a specific request that they can act on. And then that last category was where could you offer yourself or where you could offer your support or your insights or your talents to someone. And offer them. You know, really, this, this year, although you know, we spend a lot more time talking about you know, cleaning, new things, you know, getting rid of old and bringing in the new, when we talk about the tangible things of our lives, you know, cleaning out your office or cleaning out your car or cleaning out your home, I want you to really look at your circle, the circle of people that you surround yourself with, whether that's an inner circle or an outer circle, and think about what energy you might be able to bring to that group to revive, to refresh, to re-inspire. Right? So, so first is that, 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 that mindfulness exercise and look at that group. That's the first piece of the homework. You have another option for your homework assignment is, you know, this is a year to upgrade your relationships. You know, some of us have been in relationships and partnerships with people that maybe no longer serve the purpose. That's okay. And I wouldn't necessarily fire them. <laughs> like don't reach up and say, hey, you're fired. I don't need you anymore. That may not not be the best way to handle it. You might, you might decide, maybe you don't spend as much time with that particular group of people or that person. So really start looking at, what these relationships in my life bring to me? Do they make me a better person? Am I able to be myself fully with them? Do they fall into one of these categories and they really enhance what I'm up to? Or they seem to be more detractors, then perhaps it's time to move on and to take a little bit of a step apart from that particular group or that person. That's the first thing. The, third, the second thing. The third opportunity that I'm going to give you is because some of, sometimes it's, it can be a little bit tough to get things going when it comes to our goals and it comes to the vision that we have and putting them to work, is find at least one person that can be as committed to your vision and your goals as, as you are to them. I call that person your committed colleague. A committed colleague is someone that will hold you accountable. Um, I know uh, there's, I have a few of them, <laughs> some of them on this call, <laughs> but hold me accountable. They, they ask me, hey Valerie, did you do what you said you were gonna do, or they follow up with me. So sometimes having that nudge from, from at least one person in your life makes all the difference. So I invite someone, if nothing else, if they have no other contacts or resources or anything that they can provide for you, Perhaps you're the person that can just be there to check in and make sure that you're living the life that you promised yourself that you would. Those would make all the difference in the world. It's really, really enhancing your partnerships this year. That's what I hope for all of you. And it's made such a difference in my life. I, I can't imagine a time in my life right now that I've ever felt this amount of support. And part of it is because I've enrolled people in my life, whereas before I thought, just go it alone, get it done, That was easy for me. That's that's a natural way for me to be. I've really, over the last couple of years, challenged myself to share with everybody that that this is what I'm doing. This is what I'm working on. And that's made a big, big difference and allowed me to expand myself in ways that I could never have imagined had had I not allowed that space and invited people in. so There's a lot of people out there for you that want to contribute to you, that want to support you, that want to help you. Gotta let them know, right? And you gotta allow time for them. You gotta allow them space as well. Okay, and those that aren't working, ciao, right? Okay, so take a breath. It's A lot. I said a lot there. I guess I need to take a breath, <laughs> and I will. I will uh, open the line up now. So if you have questions, anything about anything that I shared that have come up for you, or perhaps there's an observation, something that you've done. This, is, this would be the time to share. We're, we're among friends here, right? If nothing else, this is a group to support. What I'm gonna invite you to do is, when you uh, unmute yourself, if you're on the phone, you unmute yourself by pressing star six, and that will open up your phone line to speak. Those of you that are on a computer, you click on the microphone and that will unmute you, and you can share your thoughts that way. I will ask you to share your name. Just your first name is fine. And where you're calling from. That's the other thing, the request that I got from our last call, is people want to know who you are, who's speaking. Okay, so let's pause there. And I want to hear just some of your thoughts. What, What would you like to bring into your life as it relates to partnerships? What's working?
1: What's not working? You know, I'm not afraid to call on some people.
0: Okay. Okay, Valerie, it's Jeannie. Hey, Jeannie. Tell us where you're calling from.
2: Uh, Addison, my home office. <laughs> All right, Addison, <laughs> Texas. Yes. Uh, I am really focusing on finding people who are focused on the possibility and, uh, and not looking to uh, always contradict or um, critique uh, what you're doing.
0: Mm. Uh, what, what had you decided to go that route, Jeannie?
2: I think, you know, the profession that I'm pursuing, you know, the personal experience I've had with um, conflict, and I think it's really important uh, to just keep the energy around you uh, focused on possibility, the future. You know, there's a lot of kind of crazy stuff going on right now, and I think I don't want to surround myself with anybody who's going to amplify. Mm that negativity.
0: I get that. That that definitely is a a great source of support. How how do you handle yourself or diminishing contact with those that don't bring that kind of possibility into your life?
2: Uh, Lots of times I use the excuse that I'm really busy building my business. Um, And I think it just sort of fades away. You know, it's a like the book we talked about contracts, Carolyn Mace. I think that you know, at some point you find that you kind of, you're in the contract with somebody and it mm. uh, diminishes, happens if you just let it go. Hmm, very true.
0: To, to expand on what, what you just said, Jeannie, for, those of, for the benefit of on the line, also look at your life and who you might need to bring in, right, mm-hmm. you know, Jeannie wants to bring in possibility referred to by Carolyn Mace is called Contrast, and the premise is, you may have heard the saying, people are for a season, for a reason, or a lifetime, Mm -hmm. the basic premise of the book. It's it's said in a lot more complex terms, I think, or uh, it's a little deeper, it's it's more on a spiritual side, but it really talks about that there's a, a reason that we were brought together with someone, And it really really makes you think about, well, what might that reason be? And perhaps it's a short-term reason. They're there to introduce you to something or someone. They're there to enhance some area of your life and help you focus on it, et cetera. I think about my ex-husband. And he and I are friends now. And that wouldn't have been possible if I didn't see the value that he brought into my life. And where he opened me up in ways that, you know, emotionally I, I learned things about myself and about life that I wouldn't have. Good. Thank you, Jeannie. Anything else to add there? No. Fantastic. Thank you. Who else would like to share? Where you see yourself?
1: I just saw someone unmute. Tell us who you are. And where you're calling from?
3: Hi, Valerie. This is Catherine, and I'm calling from Dallas, Texas. Hi, Catherine. And how are you good thank you what do you have in mind so um i'm glad that you touched on the one of the last points i I, um unfortunately i caught like the tail end of the call but um i think that in our culture in my culture anyway or um and in my surroundings upbringing i was always um had this need for acceptance and so I, I was used to having tons of friends and I didn't see things as, you know, I wanted to be liked and, and I made lifelong friends. Like from the moment that we'd meet, we stayed friends forever. And as I've matured and, and, um, professionally, mentally, emotionally, all those different things in most recent years, it's, I have noticed that there's As you mentioned, there's sometimes friendships or work relationships that no longer serve me, but initially it was hard for me to let go or, um, like you said, not necessarily cut people off completely, but um, remove that guilt of, of seeing that, okay, this no longer feels good to have this person around me, or maybe we've outgrown each other in the sense of we're not on the same path or they don't have the same visions. And And, um, I actually spoke with uh, my therapist about it because you, when you go through different situations throughout your career, throughout your life, and you find there's some truth and it's so cliche, but you know, you find out who's truly there for you in those difficult moments. And, um, when I spoke to my therapist, she said, well, you know, we have different circles of friends and different circles of relationships. And so it's okay to move people from your inner circle to maybe more of an outer circle. And so you don't share the same amount of things or, as you mentioned, your time with, um, with those same people. And sometimes throughout your life, the circle will grow smaller and then, it'll you know, you have different levels of it. So that's what helped me personally um, alleviate some of the, the guilt that I had associated with, okay, well, now I'm not, spending the same amount of time with this person as I did before, but um, it's okay. It's okay to move them from my inner circles, and I won't share as much as, with them as I would like someone that's more in the outer circle. I don't know if that oh, makes, makes sense. But that's that makes perfect sense.
4: Yeah.
0: You and me both. I, I, I collected friends for years <laughs> and didn't like, <laughs> like clutter. Do not take offense, <laughs> friends. <laughs> You're not clutter, but, but I, yeah, I collected friends. So Catherine, for the benefit of anyone else listening, can you describe what were some of the emotions that you experienced that told you who to cut out or who to put into the outer circle? Um,
3: like what made me move them to the outer circle?
0: Yeah, what, what was your experience with them? Yeah, so if somebody's going through and, you know, and they're, what is it, they're, they're Marie Kondo, she has that show <laughs> about <laughs> joy. At a Netflix show, so how do you know, how did you go about deciding who to put into the outer circle? Like, what was your criteria for that?
3: Well, I think um, I'm a single person, I don't have kids, and so my lifestyle maybe tended to be different than some of my other friends, and so what I started realizing as I focused more on my career, more on my education, um, I have what I call my fun friends, <clears throat> so when all of a sudden I couldn't attend a happy hour, or I couldn't attend a social event, because <clears throat> I was focused, excuse me, on on my education and on my career and, and other things, and on my spirituality, because um, I have a love of God. Sorry, I don't mean to bring that into you know the discussion, but um, it started because of my relationship closer, you know, spiritually, I started realizing, okay, maybe the things that I was doing before are no longer the same, are no longer going to continue to help me grow, and so I started realizing as I reached out to these friends, like, okay, why don't you join me on Sunday for church, or why don't you, instead of us going to happy hour, why don't we go to the gym? Or why don't we? And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with those things, but I think I had to start learning balance within my life and, and prioritizing. And when I found that my friends didn't necessarily support my vision, or and I'm not saying you know you have to push shove it down someone's throat in terms of to believe the same things that I believe. However, I started really realizing who my friends were when I I went through you know a difficult time in my life, and so that for me made me realize like. I'm always giving, giving, giving and there when they needed me for simple things like a discussion or, or, Hey, can you meet me for a drink or, you know, those kinds of things. And I'm like, well, sure. But how about instead of me for a drink, let's go for a walk or let's go, you know, do something that's going to help us grow in a different way. And so, um, for me, I started realizing like, okay, we no longer necessarily have the, things in common and, and we started growing separately and I had to kind of, I journal a lot. So I had to kind of journal and realize, okay, this is no longer, or this person doesn't, they just want me around when it's fun. Like, okay, when time to have fun, let's call Catherine. But then, and the same thing, like if I wanted to call them to do something fun, they were there. But if it was something deeper and maybe a deeper discussion or, or something that I needed back in return. And I'm, and I have a hard time asking people for help. So I get that a lot of times people didn't feel like maybe they thought, Oh, well, she's okay. She's fine. And you know, I don't need to ask her, but I started jotting down like, okay, this person only seems to be around when I'm going through the fun situation and you know, Mm -hmm. these good times, but they're not there through the other times. And so I had to start Mm -hmm. moving them to the outer circle. And so maybe that meant I will continue to include them, but at the same time, like I'm not going to put forth the same effort or investment into that person as I do these other people that have truly been there, you know, from the beginning to the end and through the good and the bad.
0: That's really rich, Catherine. I want to unpack a few things that you said, just in case somebody else missed it. Um, Some really rich things. One is, it sounds like your criteria was initially your values. And as your values evolved, so did your circle, because you saw that some people just didn't match up. You know, and, and there's nothing wrong with the gym or the club, right? <laughs> We're not judging people, but like. Exactly.
3: No, no, no.
0: <laughs> as you started to move into another area, expanding another area of your life, and you saw that some people just weren't able to join you. That's, that was one way. So think about, for, for everyone else, do you think about those activities that you're now drawn to that you're expanding your life into and the circle that you have or that you've been spending time with perhaps no longer fits into that that expansion right you're expanding in a different direction in other words so that's one thing that Catherine said that was really valuable and I also heard within that you really had to embrace being authentic you know, Catherine really you had to feel Comfortable enough in your own skin in in those areas of your life that you were growing to own them, and therefore could be really clear with people. This is who I want to be. Here's who I'm developing myself. This is how I'm expanding myself. Join me if you like. If you don't, thank you for thank you for being a friend. (laughs) Like that show, the Golden Girls. the The other thing I heard that I thought was really interesting is when you started to notice where people showed up in your life when you really needed them who showed up and who didn't more importantly so that's another cue for the rest of you to start looking at you know are there moments in your life where you would love to have the support right because you're experiencing something you want to share the joy with others do they show up and if they show up how do they show up do they show up with Criticism, like Jeannie mentioned earlier, do they show up to share in the joy? Are they as happy as you for whatever you're experiencing? And the same on the flip side, if you're going to a particularly tough time or you're upset or you're saddened, you know, the people do people show up, number one, and if they show up, how do they show up? Are they showing to to provide compassion and non-judgmental support? Or again, are they they're there to I hate to say gloat but I'm sure that there's there's some experiences that you might have where you feel like okay this person isn't really here for compassion they're here to to observe and and to judge my misery perhaps right so, so those are a couple things that you mentioned Catherine I think are really good. And I and I love the fact that you journaled about it. I think for those of us that are pleasers right that that find our we we love to please other people and it tends to happen not exclusively, but for women specifically. I mean, if we think about how we're wired, we, we, we love to connect, we love to gather with others. Men and women alike, you know, women specifically are, we're, we're more apt to want to c- connect with others. Part of that is a sense of safety that we, we get from being in a group, being part of an in-group rather than the out-group. There's a sense of safety there. And I would challenge that when we're feeling guilty from separating you know, about separating ourselves from a group or separating people out of our group, it challenges our sense of safety. So that makes it so much harder. You know, so part of it, yeah, we want to please people because we know that's a way to maintain the connection with them. I, I want to challenge us to really think about, you know, what what safety could be, how safety might be driving that need to please. Because I think once we start looking at it from that perspective, you can kind of use a little bit more of the logic and say, okay, actually, no, I do have more safety when I align myself with this group of people. And an exercise like what you mentioned, Catherine, in journaling helps take it out of some of that emotional charge, takes you know, some of that emotional charge and putting it on paper, you can actually see more clearly, oh, okay, this is, this is a situation I experienced and the sense of safety that was violated by this person. Okay. And you can go this is the person that I might need to put move into the outer circle. Very, very interesting. Thank you so much for sharing that. Uh, We have time, maybe one more comment from someone else who would like to share.
1: Felipe or Johanna, anyone?
0: Interested in saying anything before we hi Felipe You I might need to speak up just a little bit because we, we can't hear you that well. Tell us where you're calling from too. So I'm Felipe.
4: I'm calling from Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. Can
0: you hear me? Get a little closer to your microphone.
4: Can you hear me better? better perfect. Mom? That's perfect. Yes. Say again. So I'm calling from Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. Hey! And I just would like to yes. <laughs> I just would like to share that this has been the most emotional time to come alive session for me. Because mm. as I was um doing the uh doing the mindfulness exercise and I was taking my notes and thinking about people in my life that are part of my board of directors. Um, uh, I don't know, I just remember the few moments or things that they have said, and, and thinking about their presence in my life, um, it really made me emotional. So yes, I wanna take more, I really, really like the idea of having these board of directors, and tell them that they are part of that. Because I think it's really important for them to know that they play an important role in my life, and if if they feel that they are part of this board, I'm pretty sure they're going to help me even more with with the strengths I need or the things that I can do on my own and I think it's going to be really healthy for me to let them know that they are part of this board yeah. And Yes, and Catherine mentioned something very nice about, well, while she was sharing her experience, I was also thinking about that because I have this thing about maybe keeping relationships from my school time, but at the same time, I feel that there 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 is people that, I don't know, it, it makes no sense anymore to have them in my life, but then I feel guilty and I shouldn't. So it's been a process for me, and it, it was helpful to listen to her experience, so I can you know, think about that as well, and I apply, apply that in my life. That's what I wanted to share.
0: Oh, thank you so much, Felipe, that's very rich. And it is emotional to think about the people that contribute to our lives. And, and I do wanna be clear about this, and I've not always been the best at doing this, you know, I was a military brat, and so, meaning my father was in the army, and we moved around every few years, and so I, I gained and lost friends very easily. And for me, it, it didn't feel like a big deal. I just kind of, oh, new friends, new life, and I moved on. What I've learned, though, as I've matured, is to also send love and appreciation to those who I've let go of. You know, we don't just ghost people. They've come into our lives for a purpose, right? As Jeannie mentioned, there's a contract that we fulfilled by having had them in our lives. And even those that have been really difficult, maybe even painful, I found and I'll give a very small example like with my ex-husband, you know, the, the relationship didn't work out. Obviously, that's why we're exes, but once I was able to heal from the hurt, I could really clearly see what he brought into my life and actually express gratitude for it. Like real specific. Here's the things that he brought into my life that I was able to accomplish as a result. And when you get to that point where you can look at the people who've been in your life, even though you have willfully put them out whatever reason, they're out of the, in the outer circle or maybe beyond the outer circle, is to give them thanks for what they brought. Hey, they were there for the party time. Maybe they were there for that your youth. They were there for that difficult situation. They were there for your graduation. Just send them thanks. You can do it on the phone or send them a card. That's even more impactful. If, if your, your contract with them is terminated and there's no need to reach out, send it to them energetically. Maybe even journal about it. So, just thank you all so much for sharing your thoughts, and I really appreciate the kind of work that it takes to go in and do that inventory. Not easy to look at our lives, especially those that have contributed into, those, into our lives and, and see the value right, on both sides, just like Felipa mentioned. So, you have some homework assignment, like I mentioned, and look at those people and send them gratitude. invite people to join your, your board of directors. Tell them how they might add value. You can also do some inventory of the people that you have currently and see who you might need to bring in closer or perhaps move out relegate to outer circle and if and then lastly, find that committed colleague someone that will help you live that life that you love you know, I'm one of those people that's, that's my career so if you know that there's you know you need some help doing your inventory, you need some support there. Um, That's why I'm here. That's part of my job as a coach. I want you to invite, invite you to email me, Valerie at ValerieHope.com if you want that homework assignment so you can stay focused on it. If you also want to reach out to talk about any other things that we discussed today, if you know people that might be, that this might be helpful for, let me know. And I will be posting this, this conversation on YouTube so you can share it with your friends as well. Thank you so much for joining us for Time to Come Alive today. Have a wonderful week, and looking forward to seeing you next Tuesday at 845 Central. That's Tuesday, January the 22nd. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Bye, Valerie. Bye. Bye, everyone.